0: Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm here with my wonderful, beautiful wife, Michelle. Oh, you're so sweet. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, December 2nd, 2018. A very happy beginning of Hanukkah to all those of you who celebrate that out there.
1: Yes.
0: Such a, a great time, and we're getting to the holiday season, and that is what our episode today is going to be about. Yes, an exciting one. I can't wait to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun, a lot of fun. Uh, we appreciate that you found us today. In the future, you can find us on 1057max.com under the Max Plus tab, as well as on the Max FM app. You can also find us, and even better yet, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And, of course, we always love hearing from you from you. This is an interactive show, as you'll hear a little bit later on in this podcast. All you Hyperion Adventures out there, we love you all. Contact us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook and Instagram at Hyperion Adventures Podcast, and you can always email us uh, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com.
1: Yes, and we really, really do love hearing from you all. We've had some great feedback from people, and better yet, uh, we've had some great. Input for today's show.
0: Yes, a lot of great input from this show and previous shows. That's we true. love all you guys and we appreciate all the help you give us. By the way, if I sound a little funky today, if I'm a little more loopy than I my normal loopiness, got a little bit of a cold. So if my voice sounds even more cranky today or a little nasally or whatever, please bear with me. So but uh, we're gonna get through this thing.
1: Right. And I'll try to keep you awake and on Thank task and <laughs>
0: The drugs are really kicking in now. Know, right? uh, but that's okay, because we're going to have a lot of fun today. Lots of stuff for you today, as a matter of fact, including uh, new Star Wars shorts. Another hotel has confirmed for the Walt Disney World Resort. And we're also going to give ours and others initial social media impressions of Mary Poppins' return.
1: Yeah, that's exciting. And so you bought new Star Wars shorts? Is that what you're That's saying? why I got new <laughs> Star Wars shorts. Great. Yes. <laughs>
0: It works really it. well on a podcast. Everybody can look at my new Star Wars shorts. Right,
1: right. We can pull some pictures. R2D2 shorts.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: K2SO, come
0: on. Chewbacca. They're very furry. Yeah.
1: They're
0: very no, furry see your shorts. legs. <laughs> And I'm the one who's on cold medicine. I know,
1: right? Sorry, I digress very much. That's funny.
0: But let's get into our main topic. Let's not hesitate any longer. Our main topic of the week is we're continuing our five favorite things series. And this week, we're heading into the holiday season. As we said, it's Hanukkah beginning tonight, and we're moving into the Christmas season as well. So we are going to do our five favorite things. Disney holiday movies and specials. So, the rules for this were they had to be something involved with Disney. It also had to be something that it could be something that maybe wasn't under the Disney umbrella to begin with, but at least is under it now as we speak on this day, December 2nd, 2018.
1: And that gave us a lot to draw from. Of so, course. that was it was fun. And challenging at the same time.
0: Of course, it did rule out some things like some of our favorite specials like Elf, which we love Elf, the movie. Uh, the Grinch. Grinch, right, Persons, right. You know, some of those things. But lots of great Disney stuff out there. So we went through it. We got some great input from all of you listeners out there. And we're going to go through that in a little bit. But first, we're going to get to our favorite Disney holiday movies and specials. Um, if you haven't seen or heard us do this before... We don't share our list with one another beforehand. <laughs> so there could be some that are different. There could be some that are the same. But either way, it's going to be fun to find out who has what ranked on their list. And we're going to start off as we always do with Michelle because she has the best list. Uh, so uh, we're going to start off with our number five favorite Disney holiday movie or special. And this is Michelle's.
1: Okay. Can I detour us for a second? Oh, though? Of course.
0: Because we, we always tend to do that.
1: So. <laughs> so a movie that didn't make my top. I don't know. It might have made yours, but I do want to give a special note to it. Uh, the Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Mm-hmm. But what did hit top five stars for me. Five stars. Five stars was the astounding song from the movie Fall on Me, sung by tenor Andrea Bocelli and his son, Matteo, accompanied by pianist Lang Lang. And if you don't feel touched when you hear this song, then... You need to have CPR
0: done and on you. you. need to have your heart checked <laughs> a little bit. That's right.
1: That's right. And it was amazing seeing it in the movie credits, um, but also on Freeform, on the Disney uh, special there. All I can say is heavenly. Just simply mesmerizing.
0: I step outside. It's like I'm breathing you. I can feel you're there That is uh, Andrea Bocelli's voice is so rich and beautiful and his son has a great voice too and that is an amazing song. And yes, the Nutcracker in the Four Realms didn't really do great at the box office, didn't get great reviews by any stretch of the imagination. But it wouldn't shock me at all if that song is going to be up for an Oscar when we get to that season coming up here in 2019. It is a beautiful, stunning song. And if you saw the holiday special that was just on the other night on ABC. Right. uh, And now on Freeform. And now on Freeform. uh, They sang that live. And it was spec. Spectacular, yeah. Can you imagine? Well, not being live, a... it was live on tape, but right? You know right. what I mean,
1: <laughs> but yeah, in front of a live audience at Walt Disney World, and that would have been crazy fun to do,
0: yes. So, we? anyway, we just had to play that because we heard it again just the other day, yeah. And we love that song, we love when we heard it. On the Nutcracker and the Four Realms, and we loved when we heard it again on the special. So we just wanted to kind of give that honorable mention. So right. good call. But now, let's right. really get to your okay. number five <laughs> Disney holiday movie or special.
1: I will do that for you. Okay, so my number five is Beauty and the Beast The Enchanted Christmas. It's a wonderful
0: tradition. One log is chosen, and everyone in the house touches it
1: and makes a Christmas wish. Wishes are stupid. I me. Nice, nice. So, if you haven't seen this one, the storyline takes place kind of in the middle of the Beauty and the Beast original movie, meaning that the spell has not been broken yet. Spoiler, if you haven't seen Beauty and the Beast. Um, It's kind of Beauty and
0: the Beast two-thirds.
1: Right, (laughs) right. Exactly. So Bell is still a prisoner in this movie. Um, it brings in some new characters, one of which is the villain Forte. Uh, in in his enchanted form, he's a giant uh, pipe organ. But when he was human, he was the court composer. Um, his... He secretly isn't really on the same page with everybody else in terms of wanting to become human again. He's kind of, kind of embraced his enchanted form. So in this story, he's plotting actions to try to keep Belle and the beast from becoming happy together or seeing the, the richness that they both bring to their relationship there. So, um, that's his, his thing is trying to prevent that spell from being broken. Uh, interestingly, Disney does this a lot, how they use creative names, you know. So forte, you know, uh, we know it can mean your strong point, like that's your forte. Mm-hmm. But in music, it also indicates being loud, which really kind of goes along with he's a villain. He's this giant pipe organ. So it's kind of cool that it was, you know... Um, kind of that dual meaning there. But um, it did get originally released on VHS, which I have to say, uh, when Scott was a toddler, we got that.
0: By um, the way, you may hear Scott in the background. He's <laughs> singing away to something over there. But that's right. In case you're ever wondering, we only we have to mention this every few episodes because he sits with us and watches videos and stuff. And so once in a while, I can hear him really loud when I listen <laughs> back to it. So just in case you're ever curious about what that noise is, that's him uh, enjoying it. But sorry, I
1: digress. Right, right. No worries. No, I'm glad you brought that up. So, um, But it has had some revisions. And since that original release, uh, it and it went to DVD, and it is now available on Blu-ray with those revisions. Um, so I'll admit there's a lot of issues with this movie. Mm. Um, it is very dark, and especially in comparison to the original Beauty and the Beast. However, it does give a little bit more depth. You know, maybe um, really kind of being more filling of the transformation of the relationship with. Bell and Beast. In the original movie, it's kind of because of the, you know, you have to keep the movie short short enough. And it, you really, it seems sometimes like a big leap to what go she from. She
0: suddenly becomes, falls in love with him.
1: Right, you know? right. From going from really being angry with him and, you know, to, to, and disdaining him to now falling in love with him. So this kind of fills in a little bit of that gap where you can start to see how the relationship can start be developing. Um, you know, plus. Uh, the enchanted Disney side sucker (laughs) that I am. You! I know, right? Me too. (laughs) I still like a story where the spirit of Christmas, you know, um, comes through with, you know, some special character that really shines and brings that meaning to everybody else around them. So I felt like it was definitely worthy to put on the top five list. It's for me, a
0: very good choice. Didn't make my list, but I appreciate it. And I understand why yeah. it made yours. It is a very good choice. And thank you. Uh, it was on other people's lists out there that uh, as far as favorite Disney movies or specials. So that's Michelle's number five. My number five favorite Disney holiday movie and or special is The Santa Claus. Dad, I heard a clatter. Somebody's on the roof. Maybe it's
1: Santa. Not
0: now, Charlie. Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh! Whoa! Whoa!
0: Something should happen to me. Put on my suit. The reindeer will know what to do. It is Santa. You put on the suit, you're the big guy. What? You put on a little weight. Does this look like a little weight to you? I shave in the morning and the afternoon. I look like this. Oh, my God. Calvin, your weight. What happened? Beastie. You're a 1,200-year-old elf. You look pretty good for your age. Thanks, but I'm seeing someone in wrapping. So the Santa Claus, of course, is a classic uh, Disney movie, Uh, of course. uh, It it has Scott Calvin, if you didn't hear from the little piece we played there. He becomes Santa Claus. When he startles Santa Claus off his roof, he falls (laughs) off, and he puts on the suit, and that is the Santa Claus. It's a legal <laughs> term. He, of course, has by putting on the suit, he ends up becoming Santa Claus. He delivers all the presents around the world. But then he spends the next year denying this. But his son, who traveled with him, uh, knows that this has happened. Is tries to convince him throughout it, yes, you are actually Santa Claus. You need to do this. Um, it's really funny. If you haven't seen it, I, I can't imagine how you haven't seen it. But uh, it's really funny to see how he... Over the year, begins to evolve into the jolly old elf. And, right. uh, it just it, It's really kind of fun. And meanwhile, his ex-wife and his her new psychiatrist husband grow concerned over the obsessions uh, that their son is having with Santa and with their father, <laughs> Scott, becoming uh, Santa. Uh, it's a little dated, but it's still a lot of fun. It's a good time. Um, there's some great heart behind it, and uh, if you haven't seen it, it's going to be on freeform like several times <laughs> over the 25 days of Christmas over this next month. So uh, you can check it out at any time you want. But
1: Yeah, that's a good choice. It made my list a little higher, actually. Mm,
0: so, But that well, is a good choice. Man, I like to hear what you have to say about it when we yeah. get to that point on your list.
1: And I would think that some of our other uh, listeners have already Chosen this on their top five. Yes, I'd be surprised. It will be on at
0: least one or two of the people we talk about in a little bit.
1: And of the series, this is the best one. Uh, Yes, in in my opinion. I've heard
0: some people like two a little bit better. Well, Um, no one likes three better than I've heard. (laughs) But I've heard some people like two better, but they you know, most agree that it's one and two for sure.
1: So that is a good choice. You're on the right track. There. I'm on the right track.
0: Thank you. I'm glad I'm off to a decent start for once. Uh, that's my number five favorite Disney holiday movies and specials. On to number four. Michelle, what is your number four Disney holiday movie and or special? Good
1: question. My number four is The Muppets Christmas Carol. Here's my Christmas speech. <clears throat> Thank you all, and Merry Christmas. That was the speech. It was dumb. I'll drink to Mr. Scrooge, even
0: though he is odious, stingy, and badly dressed. Humbug.
1: <gasps> yes, Mr.
0: Cratchit. If you please, Mr. Scrooge, the bookkeeping staff would like to have an extra shovel full of
1: coal for the fire. such a frozen? How would the bookkeepers like to be suddenly
0: unemployed? This is my island in
1: uh, It's good to be eggling again. It's good to be
0: doing anything again. That's
1: scary stuff. Should we be worried about the kids in the audience? No, it's
0: all right. This is culture. God bless us. Everyone. Whatever.
1: So, obviously, there are a lot of movies. Uh, by the story of Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol, some better than others. Um, obviously, this version is a lot more comical. It does have an educational component for you know kids to get to know that story, but it is great that so many of the beloved Muppets made it into the movie. Um, interestingly, the film was Brian Henson's uh, directorial debut. Mm. And... Um, kind of putting some Disney history into the context of when this movie uh, was being filmed, so the movie went from conception to production during pretty turbulent times for the Henson Company, the Jim Henson Company. Um, it was kind of when the, uh, like when the Disney Company experienced when Walt passed away. It, it was during the time where, uh, just shortly before that, the Disney Company was in negotiations to actually purchase, uh, Jim Henson Company. However, with the really unfortunate death, loss of uh, jim henson they removed that um they retracted that that offer because they really felt that what they were trying to purchase was jim henson and his talent so um it really wasn't until 2004 that disney was sold the rights to the muppets you know so this movie kind of like i said was in a rather turbulent time but if you haven't seen it or at least not in a while it's definitely worth going back and checking out some great features. Um, okay, Sir Michael Caine as Scrooge.
0: Excellent. Awesome. Yeah, so good. He
1: does it, and it's great how he plays this, the role very serious, especially considering he's. <laughs> the craziness with, going on. With around all, him. Yeah, with Muppets. You know, uh, just brilliant. Remember, I wanted to add that to our. Uh, Brilliant. Brilliant to use that word more often. Brilliant. Uh, the other thing that I notice is the costumes. I mean, obviously we always know Miss Piggy is totally decked out sure. in any film that she's in. But if you look at this one, um they really, really go through the time piece as well in their costuming. So I, I I don't know, they that that to me should have gotten some, some cred. But um the uh the other thing is some of the the way they did the characters like in in the production piece there just before we started talking here is having um, the two they have two marlies instead of one and they're played by the old hecklers and that's a pretty appropriate role for them i think to have them in in there but um, they i liked also how they replaced from the original story of Mr. Fizzywig <laughs> with Mr. Fuzzywig, Yes, that's great. Waka waka, that? waka. Waka waka. <laughs> so a uh, couple other interesting little things about this film that you may not know is um, scat or scat singing, which is defined as vocal improvisation with wordless syllables instead of words. They were used in the scene where Kermit, um, who is playing, uh, played Bob Cratchit, uh, with Robin, who is Tiny Tim, on his shoulder walking down the street singing a cappella scat. And Brian Henson admitted later that he put this in as an ode to his father because his father used to like mm. to do that to scat along with songs. So that was kind of a nice touch that uh, he added into it.
0: I think that uh, what uh, acapella scat is is actually the way I do this podcast. So just so you know. <laughs>
1: It's true. So if you want an example of it,
0: the <laughs> podcast is pretty much cappella <laughs> scat for me. So, just, so.
1: I love it. That is so true. No, I'm just kidding. You're so funny. Um, so one last fun fact about this is production of this took place at Shepperton Studios, England. Hmm. Okay, honey, for extra credit, can you tell me what other Disney movie was filmed
0: at Shepperton Studios? Hmm. No, I cannot. I will deny the extra credit. Wow.
1: Wow. Because okay. I'll just sit here and
0: stew over it and not come up with the right answer. So. Okay,
1: you're going to blush when I tell you.
0: Mary Poppins Returns. Oh. So. I've heard that's, well, yeah, I've heard something about that movie.
1: A little bit, yeah. I heard something about that yeah. movie. So, but it was interesting that that was in that same location. Yeah. And another, one little, I know I said one last, but now I'm going to, another last, is that it was interesting that they said how they had to take a lot of the flooring out for the puppeteers to be underneath. Oh, yeah. And then Michael Caine was actually walking on kind of narrow planks, so... <laughs> <laughs> it can be tricky and dangerous. Yes, yes. So anyways, I think I went more into the history of that movie, but I thought there were some a lot of interesting little features about that.
0: That's okay, because I will also go into it, because that is also on my list, but a little bit higher up than Ooh, on your list. So okay, can't wait. We'll get to a couple more notes on that coming up here. But that is a excellent choice for your number four Disney holiday movie or special. My number four comes from a show that we've grown to love actually more recently, and that is Phineas and Ferb's <laughs> Christmas Vacation. There are two wondrous weeks for our winter vacation before New Year's and school comes to end it.
1: So the holiday challenge for kids of all nations is finding a good
0: way to spend it. Santa's one of our biggest heroes. Talk about making the most out of one day. Imagine flying around the whole world delivering toys and gifts to everybody in one night. Ferb and I have done some cool stuff in our time, but that... That's something else. Bring us figgy pudding. (laughs) Well, you could say please, but you know, whatever. Great. Figgy pudding. We won't go until we get some. We won't go until we get some. So bring some right here. What? Are, Are you threatening me? No one barges into my home and demands desserts. What sort of plan is that, anyway? Let's go to a stranger's house and in song form refuse to leave unless he hands over a food dish no one's prepared since the 16th century. Huh? Oh, hey, Candace. These are two of Santa's elves. You gotta be kidding me Blaine, Fluent, this is my sister Ah, yes,
1: Candace Flynn
0: You know who I am?
1: No, that's not a good thing
0: Funny how things worked out so that everyone pretty much got what they wanted What did you wish for, Phineas?
1: May I do the honors? I like this one Okay Dear Santa, you are one of my biggest heroes All I want for Christmas this year is a chance to be like you Thank you, Phineas Flynn <laughs> Merry Christmas, Phineas. And by the way, good job. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. job. Thank you, Santa Claus.
0: Thank you, Santa Claus. So let me just start with the fact that this show is just something that we've fallen in love with just recently over the last couple of years. Uh, I know it's been out, it's not even actually, they're not making them anymore, right. but uh, it is an excellent show, and this is this special is a really good one. Um, it, it, one thing about this show, if you haven't watched it in the past, uh, it hits on so many different levels. It hits young children, it hits tweens, well. and it hits adults. I mean, the, the storylines and all of them, there's something in there that... Um, is nostalgic or humor-wise that hits on so many different levels. Uh, the music is fantastic, and in this one you heard a little bit of the music. They're also involved in this is Big Bad Voodoo Daddy did a couple songs for this wow. uh, show. Uh, so they make an appearance in it as well. Uh, just upping the music game that much more. Uh, the story of this special by the way, just to kind of give you a synopsis if you didn't get it off of that clip I just played. Uh, Phineas and Ferb are decorating the city for the arrival of Santa Claus but when evil scientist Dr. <laughs> Heinz Doofenshmirtz, <who laughs>
1: apparently
0: doesn't want to give anybody figgy pudding, uh, uses his innator to ruin the holiday, Phineas and Ferb must find a way to fix it and save Christmas. Uh, it's just this the show is fun. This is special show is fun, and I know Michelle always feels badly for Candace because she kind of relates to Candace. <laughs> no, anyways. poor Candace, bust Buster Brothers, poor Candace. But uh, it's a great show. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, they they replay it often on uh, Disney uh, X, uh, XD right uh, quite often. Uh, so uh, check it out. It's a really worth finding. It's a really a wonderful special.
1: That is a great great recommendation. They also have it on Disney Now app. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Phineas and Ferb in general, like you said, we've just grown to, uh, appreciate it recently where we started being introduced to it a little late in the game. But this, it, like you said, it really hits all age categories and in its humor and it's educational. And, um, but this show, the particular one that you played for the Christmas one, I agree with you. That should have made the, my list too, but, um, I'm glad you put it on there and, if, again, to all of you, I, re- I highly recommend you watch it. It's yeah. not a long
0: show, but it's so, so cool. It's sweet. a lot of fun. It's uh, Usually the regular shows are two uh, little short vignettes. It's a couple right. of them, a couple of little storylines within one. Um, we started watching it. Our, our son, Scott, really enjoys it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he enjoys it a lot, so we watch it a lot with him. Uh, they always have
1: good music. Yeah,
0: it's that's it. I mean, it's some of the – we love Broadway-type musicals and shows, and they, they you can tell that the uh, the – directors and the, the right. writers of this love music as well they have it in their soul and they put it within the show so yeah, it's, it's so. a lot of fun so anyway that's my number four Disney holiday movie or and or special onward to Michelle's number three all
1: right here goes another one that probably isn't as well known or watched, but one magic Christmas does your mom like Christmas yep my mom do wish she did
0: your mama doesn't like Christmas. Who are you, Mister? A friend. I'm an angel. Christmas ain't. You believe in magic? Gotta go to North Pole, Gideon, to think Santa Claus. Santa Claus has can one sleigh, carry all the toys for all the kids, every place. It's a magic sleigh. Penny magic. Santa Claus is real. No way. He can't be. Yeah, I told
1: you so. so, if you haven't seen this one, you might pick up a little bit. I haven't seen this one. Oh, okay. So, um, it has the typical family crisis before uh, Christmas. In this particular case, some financial woes with the family, uh, mother and father and two children. Um, then an unusual looking angel, played by Harry Dean Stanton, uh, comes into play. He actually visits one of the children and warns them that, that some things may go awry the next day, but not to be afraid. And when he says some wild things or some, you know, things are going to happen, indeed they do. Um, it's like a wild ride for this family uh, it starts with the dad being shot at a bank robbery the robber steals the family car with the kids still in it and plummets over a bridge what into the I water in the beginning. <laughs> i know and the mom loses her job all at the yes. same time um so you know <laughs> when i reflect on it it kind of reminds me of like pixar movies how they have <laughs> you know one catastrophe after another and you wonder like how in the heck are they all going to come out of that um, but just like Pixar, you know, there, there are some ways that happen. The characters are really strong and great in it. they you know, it's a, again, it's a dark movie. I, and I don't want all our, our listeners to think I'm just into dark movies. Um, it, this one is though. She's it, so
0: gone. I
1: know, right? Not at all. It's just so funny. Um, but like any successful story, this has Santa and Angel kids helping their parents and the true meaning of spirit coming through at the end so i mean um like i said when i first saw this you know i have to admit it's not a movie for everyone like i said it is you know has some dark sides it got like a 70 percent positive rating in the general audience Uh, rotten tomatoes had given it a lot less (laughs) (laughs) but it's one of those movies you really don't want to when you're watching it and to to really enjoy it just don't analyze it or question things just kind of go with it at face value and it does kind of wrap up pretty nicely um I, I just know when I first, the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, that was really kind of a wild ride to go through, but I really liked that I stuck with it and enjoyed it.
0: I think that's a theme for many holiday specials. You see, is like you know, it, it, it seems like things will be great. It's the holiday season. We're gonna have a lot of fun, and things all of a sudden go crazy bad. Right, and Everything right. is depressed and bummed, and oh, it's gonna be the worst Christmas ever. And then suddenly something comes around. Something happens. Somebody does something. Someone saves the day, uh, and then it comes out, and it all has a happy ending. So if you just fast forward to the end of all these, it's all jolly. But if you were to <laughs> only watch like the early or middle of it, you're they're like wow, that's the worst thing ever. But this is funny how the holiday specials kind of go like that.
1: True, and you know, like in life, in order to appreciate the good times, you have to kind of face the fact that there are some difficult times. Mm-hmm. You know, and and kind of giving you the perspective of when you're going through those challenges, how to learn to appreciate what you have. It's Absolutely. kind of like. Don't just beg for what. I mean, you know, consider that. Hey, I'm down and out because I don't have what I want. It's how can I appreciate
0: what I have? Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. So, uh, like I said, I haven't seen that one, but it. I I trust you that it's a good choice. I did see some of the trailers and clips that you saw there or listened to there. Excuse me, uh, and that and it looked kind of interesting. So. I'll trust you. I'll take your word for it that it was a good choice for number 3. Oh, thank you. It's got to be better than my choice, although <laughs> I'm not so sure about this one because my number 3 yes. choice for a Disney holiday movie or special is Mickey's Christmas Carol. What's so merry about it? I'll tell you what Christmas is. It's just another work day and any jackanapes who thinks else should be boiled in his own pudding. <laughs>
1: Oh, gosh.
0: Kind of slippery. Who are you? Why? <laughs> I'm the ghost of Christmas past. God bless us everyone. So Mickey's Christmas Carol, of course, it has all the great characters you know and love from the Disney animated shows. Uh, of course, Mickey there, you heard him. He plays Bob Cratchit. Minnie plays Emily Cratchit. Donald is Scrooge's nephew, Fred. Uh, Daisy plays Isabel Goofy. You just heard him stumbling through as Jacob <laughs> Marley's ghost. Uh, Jiminy Cricket, you also heard, is the ghost of Christmas past. Willie the Giant from Mickey and the Beanstalk plays the ghost of Christmas present. And Pete, the original Disney villain, uh, which we should have, by the way, when we celebrated Mickey's 90th birthday, we did mention a little bit of Minnie's 90th birthday as well. But it was also Pete's 90th birthday, and he got no mention. <laughs> right? He's it's Disney's no love. original villain. He plays the ghost of Christmas Food. Future. And of course, you heard it there. Scrooge McDuck as well <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge. Totally makes sense. Uh, it's just a totally Disney retelling of the classic story we talked about it a little bit earlier with the uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, it's full of heart without being too scary. Uh, it's just a really, really wonderful, wonderful film. Movie short, whatever you want to call it, it's not really long, but right. uh, it just has a lot of heart to it, and I, I really love it.
1: Couldn't agree with you more. It actually moves up higher mm. on my list. So we may
0: have some more details yes. on it coming up from Michelle, who did some real studying on this. I kind of, <laughs> in my sick brain, just kind of took some real quick notes here. So if they seem a little short to you, that's why. Uh, so that's my number three. Disney holiday movie indoor special. On to number two, number two, Michelle.
1: Well, wow, that's where I placed the Santa Claus movie. Well, we already played a clip for that. Right, so we right. don't need to play another exactly. clip.
0: Exactly. So. so Wow, that's high on your list.
1: It is high on my list. But I just want you know, it's just a fun movie. Love the character, especially Bernard. That's my favorite <laughs> character. Is great. He is great. You know, sure it's sappy and nonsensical. It's just simple fun, you know. But I loved how they link some of the comical Santa myths. Or maybe not myths. I guess they're real, but like how he has to check the list twice. I never realized it was you know, like FedEx to him, but <laughs> you know. But the setting in the, By the
0: way there were so many boxes delivered. I mean, how, uh, who's delivering that many? It was right? crazy. That many boxes were delivered. Yeah, it's
1: insane. But if you think about like the setting of the workshop in the North Pole, it's just like what every child or even every adult would imagine what that workshop would look like, mm-hmm. right? I mean, adorable elves. It's very bright, playful, just filled with joy. Um, so. You know, again, it's not a movie with a deep message. Uh, It does get slapstick at time, but it really pulls in the fun side of the holiday, I think.
0: I agree. It's why I made my list as well. Not as high as on yours, but that is why it made my list. It is a wonderful holiday movie, and we look forward to watching it every year. Yes. That's great. My number two is A Christmas... Maybe Halloween special. <laughs> My number two is, of course, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Eureka! This year, Christmas will be ours! The sights, The sounds! they everywhere and all around I've never felt so good before This empty place inside of me is filling up I simply cannot get enough I want it, oh I want it, oh I want it for my own I've got to know, I've got to know It is this place that I have found What is this? Christmas time? Hmm so just a classic movie, a part Halloween, as I spoke about before, a part Christmas. However, I think that this is actually more of a Christmas movie than a Halloween movie because Christmas really dominates throughout it. It's the goal to shake Jack out of his funk. He's thinking Halloween seems to be the same every year. I, I, I can't do anything to make it any better. It just kind of seems to be the same thing over and over. He's kind of going through the motions. How can I shake things up? So he finds, he discovers Christmastown, and he says, look, I can do this. This is going to be great. I'm going to make it fantastic. Uh, and, of course, insanity ensues after that. So uh, the music, as you just heard a little bit of there, is fantastic. Danny Elfman right. is playing the singing voice of Jack Skellington. So good. Animation is incredible. and This is all stop-motion animation, you know, so it's just something that's not done much anymore. Uh, it's just incredible the way they could give these all these characters' personalities as you watch right. it, just classic, so well done. Um, for children out there, it might be a little freaky for some of the young children, you know, I can especially see that. But as you grow up, especially get to the tweens or, you know, even 8, 9, 10 years old, you know, um, they're going to love this movie. It is so good and it actually has a really big heart
1: too. it sure does yes and um this was a movie i didn't really give a chance till you know much more recent years uh but you're right it's and now got, you love it i do i do and it's got you know like you said the great characters the in- interesting uh, difference that it has in how it was filmed obviously um great music also and i know we keep talking about how we love music but it does have great music and when you played that it just reminds me of how we just saw that not too long ago at Mm -hmm. the holiday bowl so a hollywood bowl
0: yeah you made the mistake (laughs) i was making all through that episode (laughs) Uh the the podcast when i was talking about right Um, good choice thanks and yes we do part of the reason why these specials are on our list is because we are people who really love music within shows and Movies And we just went and saw a Broadway, well, not on Broadway, but a Broadway-type show just recently. We saw Waitress, Waitress. just the other night, mm-hmm. and that was really good. Right. Uh, we really had a good time at that. So we just kind of like uh, musicals in general. And, you know, Disney is full of musicals, and that is a great musical. That's so, right. That's my number two Excellent. Disney holiday movie and or special. On to Michelle's number one.
1: Okay, so here's where I cheat.
0: Oh, <laughs> I all, know all the way at number one. All you the cheat way number one
1: because I wow. couldn't decide. Wow! I had to come up with uh, one A and one B. Okay, then. All right, so starting with one B is Mickey's Christmas Carol, which I know was on your list.
0: Yes, we already played the sound for that for it. But all uh, right, yes.
1: So this is the second version of the Miss Christmas, Christmas Carol on my list, mm-hmm. on my top five list. It's really adorable, like you were talking about it. I mean, it does include the big cheese himself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, but it really was cool that they bring in you know, some lesser known or less popular genres like um The Adventures of Ichabob and Mr. Toad mm-hmm. and Robin Hood. Uh you brought up about the giant. Uh and you also brought up about how Scrooge McDuck, you know, which was he was cast to his namesake, which makes sense. And we just saw last night a little note to that. Uh, in correlation at DuckTales Christmas episode, but no spoilers here. I won't go into that. But but
0: it's out now. Uh, Go check it out. It's really good.
1: Right. Um, So this movie was released in 1983. It was the first original Mickey Mouse theatrical cartoon, believe it or not, since 1953. (sighs) Yeah, 30 years. Um, Surprisingly, other than re-releases of some Mickey Mouse things, it was the first time he appeared in theaters for so long and it did receive a nomination for Academy Award for Best Animated Short and uh, obviously it's the story of the Christmas Carol so you know about it you talked about some of the great characters that they have in it um, and like you mentioned Pete as the the ghost of Christmas Future I don't know if you remember it but I just love how they, they kind of introduce him where it's kind of like dark and then a little bit of light comes and he's got a
0: His cigar, a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really always peep with the cigar. You
1: know, and it just totally fit him. So, it, you know, it's it's great how they have a lot of little extras to make that movie a, a, an enjoyable one to watch.
0: Yeah, I agree. And that's why it was on my list again a little bit lower, but it definitely I can see why it could have been number 1 and uh I think it's appropriate. Now you have a 1A as well. I do have a 1A. Are you ready? Cheater, cheater, cheater.
1: I know. Sorry. So my 1A is uh, Once Upon a Christmas. Look at this. All nice and neat and ready for all Sandy. It's here.
0: The one, the only, best day
1: of the year. It's Christmas. Who wants to be the first to sit on Sandy's lap? Merry
0: Christmas, Dad. Mickey. I can't believe you gave up what means the most to you for me. (laughs) Oh, Minnie. You're all the music I'll ever need.
1: (laughs) Yes. So this actually is um, three very touching stories. I love them all. If, If I was forced to pick one slightly better it would be the story of goofy and his son max but all three of them are great Uh, the first trio uh, it's called stuck on christmas it's kind of like a groundhog's day with the duck family It is groundhog's day (laughs) (laughs) it's really cute how they finally break the sequence but um, a little aside there if you ever want to know how uncool i look dancing you just have to watch that and watch Aunt Gertie make her moves with Christmas songs. You, you dance much better than that.
0: <laughs> totally, totally got the same moves. But uh, if you <laughs> want to see how I dance, watch the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Not that that's Disney, but watch right. the Charlie Brown Christmas special and see the kids. Just kind of back. That's kind of me. you know?
1: Right. Uh, the
0: second, By the way, that also makes an appearance. You know? I know, Phineas, Phineas and superb. it's great.
1: Yeah. It is, you're right. Sorry to cut you off there. No, I'm, no. I cut you off. That. No, yeah. no. Uh, the second episode in the trio is a very goofy Christmas, um, it has the star with his son Max dealing with concerns that Santa may not exist, uh, well, pish posh, we know that's not true, but the villain Pete really does try to ruin it for young Max by putting some unnecessary doubts.
0: first villain, Rawr. Pete!
1: <laughs> you know, but, um... You know, as we all know, the big man does exist and it's confirmed time after time. And I mean, every movie that we're talking about, it reinforces Mm -hmm. he does exist. So, um, you know, bullies want to spread their misery. Who who cares? But um, that's right. That's right. You know, but I get it. If you were not to believe in magic, the concept of Santa accomplishing all he does doesn't seem very possible, but, and again, Phineas and Ferb show it, it mm-hmm. happens. So, um, so the story shows the giving spirit of Goofy also when he, you know, tries to provide a really nice Christmas experience for a less fortunate family. Um, and it's nice that he teaches Max that, you know, that it's good to also be giving to others at that time. And the third story in the the trio there drew its inspiration from the classic story by O. Henry, which is "The Gift of the Magi." But it stars Mickey and Minnie. Mm, so cute! I know. Uh, just love how the animators and Pluto, by the way, Pluto. That's crazy. true. Yeah, very classic. Disney look to it, right? And Figaro. Figaro makes a nice appearance. Yes. And not everybody knows that Figaro has two roles in, out there, not just mm-hmm. as Minnie's cat, but he's also in uh, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Yep. Right. But um, in this one, we just, you know, I think a lot of people probably already know about The Gift of the Magi, but that's where both couples, you know, a couple, both... Spoiler. I know. Yes. Stop if you don't want to know it. But, um, where they, they actually have to, in order to give a, the gift that they want to give their loved ones, they have to give up something else. So, um, this one, though, is really cute. How they did a nod to their own Disney history by they having a store named Mortimer's, you know, yes. which, you know, if you don't already know this, that was the initial name that Walt gave Mickey Mouse. But thanks to Walt's wife, she smartly recommended the change. To be Mickey. Uh, but they also had the Firehouse Five there. And again, if you yeah. don't know who they are, that's a Dixieland jazz band from the 50s that was made up of some of the Disney animators. Mm-hmm. So, um, pers- they would
0: appear at Disneyland a lot. Oh, of that's times. right. Yeah. Yes,
1: yes, you're right. So, um, personally, I can't watch this without tearing up. It's so loving, and it really captures the spirit of giving the, to the one you love. So, I know that's a, a trio, but it did—it was a theatrical release as it's as one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, it's, it's really good. We just watched it uh, again the other day and uh, totally enjoyed it. A uh, lot of fun, and uh, yes, all those parts are great. And I just, personally, I love everything with Goofy and Max because I can relate to Goofy's struggles as kind of the dorky dad that's, you know, still trying to, you Aww. know, remember all those days that when it was so easy with his son. And as his son is growing older, it becomes tougher and tougher to deal with. And uh, so you're always trying to figure out a way to make it work with them, you know, and have those good old days days come back and so i just anytime goofy and max are on the screen i i really appreciate it right I totally understand yeah. where goofy is
1: Ah, that's cute you are a wonderful dad but yeah. i get what you're saying you know that that you know they do show goofy going through those challenges of you know do i be their best friend his best friend or should i be more of a disciplinarianism mm-hmm. but yeah it's it, so it's really you know touches on that for sure yes yeah. So now I am anxious to hear your number well, we one. pretty much
0: already gave it away since I already said this was on your list and it was going to be higher on my list. And that, of course, my number one is The Muppets Christmas Carol. Nice. It is um, one of my favorites, obviously my favorite. Um, I just love The Muppets so very much. I've loved them since I was a kid growing up watching The Muppets show. Uh, further and later incarnations of them, I just, I, I really can't help myself when they're on the screen. And even out at... Uh, Walt uh, Disney World uh, and right. the Magic Kingdom Park uh, watching great moments in history. We yeah. always have to make a point to go watch great moments in history because uh, they're so fun. Um, again, this is a, As we already talked about, it's a classic retelling in the Dickens story, but with total Muppet twists. Uh, There's only a few human characters in it. We already talked about uh, Michael Caine as uh, Sir Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge, a few others as well. Stephen McIntosh plays uh, Scrooge's nephew Fred, Robin Weaver plays Fred's wife Clara, and Meredith Braun plays Scrooge's once fiancee Belle. Um, One of the other parts, Played uh, or excuse me, uh, all the other parts are played by Muppets uh, you know and love. We just talked about it. Kermit is Bob Cratchit, Miss Piggy is Emily Cratchit, his wife, which of course makes sense. Yeah. of course those two would be a couple. Right? Uh, Waldorf and Statler, we talked about it as the Marleys, Robert and Jacob. Fozzie Wig, played by Fozzie. Gonzo and Rizzo play the narrators of it, and they're hilarious throughout this. And of course, uh, you know, Animal, Sam the Eagle, uh, Dr. Bunsen Honeydew, (laughs) Beaker, the Swedish Chef, they all make appearances along with so many of the other uh, Muppets that you know and love. Uh, it all rings true, and it's original with great songs at the same time it 's very meta they you know they break the fourth wall sometimes right. the show <laughs> and you know it was, you know they know that they're in a show, and I always love uh when uh movies or shows kind of do that it's always kind of fun for me it's just it's fantastic. I enjoy it. I look forward to it every year
1: absolutely that that is a great one. I was wondering could I share a couple honorable mentions?
0: Sure, I think we've got a few honorable mentions
1: all here. right well um so, these weren't necessarily full movies, but they had some Christmas parts to it. So, the first one that I wanted to point out was Pluto's Christmas Tree. Pluto, we've got chipmunks in our tree. Uh, cute little fellows.
0: After all, uh, it is Christmas. <laughs>
1: It's just a funny little story where the Christmas tree or the tree that Mickey chooses to be his Christmas tree uh, is actually the home for those amusing chipmunks. That's right, Chip and Dale. (laughs) And they, throughout the movie, are really teasing the very lovable, clumsy Pluto. It's such a classic Disney cartoon, but it's just so cute. Again, I didn't think it could make the list because of its uh, shortness. But I uh, thought it was a good honorable mention. And the other one is um, just because it had a, a song, the Nutcracker Suite in Fantasia, and that has the dancing mushrooms. So thought that was also a oh, yeah. little bit of an honorable
0: mention. I get it's, that. I you get know, that. Little thing. I, I have a I have one too that didn't make either of our lists, but I think is uh, interesting. It's kind of a more modern tale that I know a lot of kids out there have grown up loving in recent years, and that is Prep and Landing. Open hangar doors, Cue Rosebud. Reindeer ready to roll. We are go for launch. I'm part of Prep and Landing, an elite unit of elves, getting houses ready for the big guy's arrival. <laughs> Our mission statement, get in, get out, never be noticed. How are we going to make it through all this snow? Laughing all the way, my friend. Laughing all the way. A really fun modern look at uh, what the elves would go <laughs> right. through to kind of help make <laughs> Santa get them through uh, these all these situations and make sure everything goes smoothly. It's a lot of fun. I know my cousin's kids grew up loving that right. um show so much. So I just wanted to give it a little honorable mention in their honor out there because, uh, you know, it's very interesting. We also have some listeners that chimed in with their lists as well. right? So let's get to them. Um, Our first one that got through to us is uh, Nicole, who has actually been on our show before. Uh, Nicole wanted to make sure and chime in with a show that she loved when she was growing up, and it's called A Disney Christmas. Can't. A Disney Christmas gift. Well, it's almost Christmas morning, and Santa's on his way. The whole wide world is waiting for this wondrous day. With our dreams of toys and presents, we wait impatiently. Promising to be as good as can be. So that was the intro to a Disney's Christmas gift, which was a special uh, television special back from 1983. Here's what Nicole had to say about it. She said, This was my favorite to watch as a child. It has clips and cartoons from all the best holiday themed movies. It's old, but that makes it more enchanting. I love the once upon a wintertime segment uh-huh. from Melody Time, and just the opening sequence is delightful. I can, you know, that's totally part of this. Is like if you grew up watching something as a kid, and it, it hits somewhere in your heart, and so it's always that nostalgia within you, you know, and right. that's a lot of what Absolutely. these things are. That it's always going to have this place in your heart. So here's what consisted in a Disney a, a Disney Christmas gift. I've never seen it, uh, but uh, just to give you an idea of. Uh, what was in it? It was, of course, once upon a winter time melody time. Uh, that was from 1948. It was a bunch of different clips. Uh, so, uh, Mickey Mouse, Pluto, and Chip and Dale in Pluto's Christmas Tree, which we just, just discussed. about yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bambi and Thumper from Bambi yeah. uh, doing some stuff. Uh, Peter Pan and the Darling Children from Peter Pan. Donald Duck from the Clock Watcher. Merlin, Arthur, and Archimedes from The Sword in the Stone. Cinderella and the Fairy Godmother from Cinderella doing bippity boppity boo. And Santa Claus from the night before Christmas. So that's what it was all kind of packaged up into this group of shorts, you know, all put together. And she just loved, um, I was listening. I was actually talking to Nicole's father about this. And he said it was just packaged perfectly the way that things went in order, you know. And so it just seemed like a perfect special. Yeah,
1: yeah. It sounds wonderful. A lot of great cartoons there, too.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So makes sense. Maybe some of you out there remember and saw that uh, special. I unfortunately never did, but it does sound like a wonderful special. And I can understand it tugging at your heartstrings if you grew up. Absolutely. So she also wanted to mention that Babes in Toyland is another favorite of hers. Right. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. So uh, Jennifer chimed in and she said, I love Christmas almost as much as I love Halloween. So naturally, one of my favorite Christmas movies is The Nightmare Before, Before Christmas. Christmas. Uh, she also liked uh, Olaf's Frozen Adventure, Muppet's Christmas Care, right. which we've talked about. Um, and the, the, those are also favorites, she says, receiving frequent play in her house.
1: Yeah, I could, uh, the Olaf one is great. I could see listening to that song over and over every Christmas. Yeah. Well, right. it's just so
0: cute because Olaf, you know, uh, you know, talk about being born yesterday. Well, it wasn't just yesterday, but it was very soon right. for <laughs> a reason. Uh, so he doesn't understand they're trying to find holiday traditions. So he goes around trying to find holiday traditions. And so he goes to all these houses to see all these different holiday traditions. And, you know, they, sometimes you... you you know, what makes sense to us as holiday traditions, when you see it explained to somebody who doesn't understand them or has never experienced them before, it's like, wow, that is really funny and silly. Right, you know? right, but that's so true. It is kind of interesting to watch, and um, I, we enjoyed that one as well. Uh, also coming in from OG Hyperion Adventurer Rob and his wife Kim, in no particular order, he had Muppet Christmas Carol the pictures. Santa Claus. Winnie the Pooh and Christmas 2. Um, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I haven't either. But Which surprises me because you love Winnie the I Pooh. I love
1: Winnie the Pooh and I thought I've seen everything out there, but it's one that that uh, is on our list now to, to watch this Christmas season.
0: Yes, we have to track that one down. Uh, they also like Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas and, of course, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. Actually, earlier Rob had sent me a message that it's probably just The Nightmare Before Christmas five times, but I guess he felt like he needed <laughs> To include more to it, so you uh, included all these other ones. Nice. Now uh, I want to move on to the person who actually sent us this topic, and thank you for sending us this topic because it is a great one, and we really enjoy doing it this week. That is OG Hyperion Adventurer Amy. Thank you, Amy, for giving us this topic. She also had a list of her own, and she said, in no particular order, uh, Mickey's Magical Christmas, uh, which I don't know that one. I don't think. Uh, kind of an interesting one, but
1: yeah, I'm I'm not. Connecting with anything specifically like that, but I bet, I'm wondering if I were to look at look it up, you would it ring a bell or it, yeah. Yeah, recognize something I've seen?
0: She says, uh, Snowed in at the House of Mouse, a great one that contains many of my favorite shorts, Mickey's Nutcracker and Mickey's Christmas Carol. Uh, Mickey. Her other next was Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. We just mentioned Once Upon right. a Christmas. She likes Twice Upon a Christmas. Uh, she says, several adorable shorts of quality storytelling and Disney magic. Twice Upon is better than the first one. Once Upon, she says. Oh, we, I can respect that. We'll have to go. We have it. It's on Netflix. By the way, Once Upon and Twice Upon are both on Netflix right now if you want to check them out. We are probably going to go home after this and check out Twice Upon and see if we agree with you. And if we do, Amy, we will let you know. Right.
1: And actually, I believe we owned at one point in time Twice Upon on VHS.
0: VHS. Not (laughs) Betamax.
1: (laughs) I wish. (laughs) But uh, so it's been a while that I can remember seeing it. Um, But, yeah, I remember enjoying it. Obviously, I don't think we would have bought it otherwise. But good choice, Amy.
0: (laughs) Uh, and we appreciate all your help. Uh, some other ones that she liked Pluto's Christmas Tree, we've already talked about. She says, I love it because I always used to watch it and wore out our VHS recording of it from the TV. Uh, she likes Once Upon a Winter Time, which we also talked about, is right. part of the Chris- uh, Disney Christmas gift. Uh, beautiful imagery and simple storytelling that stick with you over time and is an image of a perfect winter wonderland. Mickey's Christmas Carol, she mentioned, we've also talked right. about that. True classic warms my heart and really feels like. Like Christmas and although she said in no particular order, she did want to make sure that this one was number one on her <laughs> list, and that is Muppet Christmas Carol. Wow, very good. Um, which we both made both of our lists, but yes. also made my number one. Uh, she says it's an amazing edition of the classic story. Michael Caine is perfect; is the perfect Scrooge without being too scary for the little ones. I'm not usually a huge Muppet fan, but this one speaks to me. So, thank you, Amy, cool. for that. And we can't get away from our top five Disney Specials or movies without mentioning just kind of a dishonorable mention to a (laughs) classic sort of (laughs) holiday special that, uh, well, it's kind of become part of the Disney fold. Happy Life Day, everyone. Chewbacca, we were so relieved to hear you were all right. All of you are an important part of my life, pal. I'm glad I could be here
1: day is yours, but we all share with you the hope that this day brings us closer to freedom and to harmony and to peace. No matter how different we appear, we're all the same in our struggle against the powers of evil and darkness. I hope that this day will always be a day of joy in which we can reconfirm our dedication and our courage, and more than anything else, our love for one another. This is the promise of the tree of life.
0: So, yes, we had to give a dishonorable mention to the oh, absolutely awful Star Wars holiday special. I tried to go through it the other day. It's on YouTube if you want to check it out. But, oh, it's so bad. <laughs> uh, they're trying to if, – if, if you haven't seen it before, uh, it's on the planet Kashyyyk where, uh, of course, is the Wookiee planet. Right. Uh, and Chewbacca's wife, who knew – uh, father and son are there, and they're waiting for Chewbacca to come home so they can celebrate Life Day. Uh, it's really bad, <laughs> it's <laughs> so on. boring and bad. Uh, it's it, it does have interesting uh, appearances from B. Arthur. Harvey Corman, um, which are kind of funny, you know. And it actually, one good thing about it is that it was the first appearance of Boba Fett. They have a cartoon that appears in it, and it is the first appearance of Boba Fett. This was, of course, uh, done after Star Wars A New Hope uh, before Empire Strikes Back. Uh, so it was the first appearance we see of Boba Fett. But just as corny as that was, that was probably the best part of the entire <laughs> show. It's so bad,
1: and that was a TV show, right? It was a TV
0: special. That's All correct. Right. Um, it was really bad. And, oh, but I, don't know I, what you're I Talking about because of it, because it's now part of the Disney fold. I just had to break it out just for the fun of it, <laughs> so, and, you know, just so you can remember how bad it really was. Plus, so. we can't have a show without mentioning Star Wars. Oh, We're gonna get right? more Star Wars coming up. Oh here, my but, gosh! Yeah, we yeah. got some great ideas. Yes. So, um, so anyway, there you go. We wrapped up. What a better way to wrap up. <laughs> Our top five, (laughs) our five favorite Disney movies, holiday movies or specials than to have the Star Wars <laughs> holiday special, but anyway. Uh, we want to know what what were your favorites. If you weren't part of this list or if there's something we left off, please contact us. Uh, I mentioned all the ways you can contact us at the beginning of the show. I'll mention them again at the end of the show. Please let us know and we will share them on a uh, an episode coming up in the future. So thank you for listening to that and thank you for suffering through the Star Wars holiday special right. clip there.
1: Right. And thanks again, Amy, for this great yes. suggestion. We and, loved it. And if any of you have other ideas, please share them with us. Get in touch with us, and you know, who knows, we may be adding that to our uh, repertoire of show ideas.
0: Absolutely. Uh, we love it. We've got many great ideas from right. all of you out there that we will be doing in the future. Uh, so please keep them coming. We can only think of so many of these <laughs> topics on our own. So we appreciate the help any way we can get it because you guys come up with some wonderful, wonderful ideas. So that was our main topic of the week. Let's get on to our secondary topic of the week. And that is we saw mary poppins returns earlier this week mary poppins you came back i've come to look after the banks children
1: us oh yes you too when your father and i were young we used
0: to imagine that mary poppins could do all sorts of impossible things those things didn't really happen no no of course ridiculous
1: everything is possible even the impossible
0: Disney's Mary Poppins Returns. Get tickets now. Rated PG. So yes, we were lucky enough to be invited to a screening of Mary Poppins Returns on Tuesday earlier this week. That was on November 27th. Uh, It (laughs) really... We saw this movie, and we couldn't say anything about it. We were under a social media embargo until uh, the uh, Thursday night at 9.30 p.m. our time, uh, November 29th. That was the same night as the red carpet premiere, so we had to have the red carpet premiere before uh, social media first impressions can get out there. As it is, um, all we can do right now even is just give you our first impressions that we did social media-wise. So we're going to read through some of this, this and a couple other people's uh, in first impressions of it. We can't comment on it because that's might, because of the embargo. Because right? of the embargo. Later on, there's going to be another embargo that comes out, and that is going to be on uh, December 12th when we can actually give our first real review of this. We are going to be writing up a review. For WDW News Today, on that day, it will come out right when the embargo lifts. We've already been given the approval to write that up ourselves. And on the following podcast, we will be giving our full review as well. So if you want to read it, if you, we'll probably go more into detail on it on the podcast. If you've already read it once we release it, whatever. But we're looking forward to telling you a lot about this movie. So like I said, we can't comment more on this, but here is our, what we said on social media as soon as we were allowed to say it. So I'm going to read this word for word because that's all I can do. Um, (laughs) Here it goes. We are finally clear to give our initial thoughts on our Mary Poppins Return Screening from Tuesday. Simply said, it's practically perfect in every way. It has all the feeling of the original, yet seems fresh at the same time. It has all the nostalgia you'd expect. While still feeling modern, Emily, Blight, Emily Blunt lights up the screen as Mary, and you will fall in love with Lin-Manuel Miranda's Jack. And oh, the music. It's so good and nearly inspired us to stand up and cheer at the end of many songs. We'll have a lot more to say about uh, Mary Popham's Returns once we are clear to provide a full review on the podcast, that time can't come soon enough. We're so excited to share it with you because we think this film will undoubtedly become the next Disney classic. Get your tickets now.
1: Nice. And our our reaction
0: was actually picked up on social media, it was, right? It was picked up by a couple of sites, including the biggest one, which was the Motion Picture Academy of America, which was Impressive. really exciting news for us. Yes. So that's what we had to say about it. Here's what others I had to say some of the people you may have heard of or know of, some celebrities out there, and what they had to say went after screening Mary Poppins Returns. Right. So uh,
1: Josh Gad, who was Olaf in Frozen and Lafou in Beauty and the Beast movie, uh, he actually uh, tweeted out two different tweets. The first one he did was "Believe the hype." Wow. That's pretty simple. Yes, <laughs> uh, but I totally agree with those words. I can't right? comment. Don't comment. Oh, no, I'm just
0: joking with you. <laughs> I'm hoping they're not going to come down on us. Okay. All right. Um, And
1: Josh Gad also said, let's try this again. Cannot get hashtag Mary Poppins returns out of my head. It's the movie the world needs right now. And hashtag Emily Blunt and at manuel are truly out of this world. Yes.
0: Uh, Beth Bears, who you may know from Two Broke Girls and is currently on uh, showcased on The Neighborhood, said, Practically perfect in every way. My favorite movie-going experience since childhood. If you don't leave with a smile on your face and the warmest, gooeyest feeling in your heart, then we can't be friends. <laughs> I loved every minute.
1: Wow. Wow. That was just my wow. I, you know. No commenting.
0: Come on. We're going to get in trouble. About, I was talking about
1: – I saw something shiny. <laughs> you know okay. that, how that happens. Yeah, especially with you, yes. I know. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, John Stamos – from Full House tweeted out hashtag Mary Poppins Returns, the best Walt Disney movie since he passed, if he actually did. <laughs> At Lin-Manuel, not just a generation-defining genius, but a hell of a song and dance man to boot. Practically perfect in every way.
0: So, there you go. Those are the initial impressions. There were several others out there, mostly good, some that were kind of meh. Only a few of those, though. I didn't see anybody say that they really hated it. I saw right. a couple miss, but mostly everybody loved it. So, um, you can find those all online as well as ours. Um, so, very cool. Yeah. And we can't comment anymore because right. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> Exactly. There's a lot of Disney movies coming out. I don't want us to not be invited to more of these screenings because, you know, we enjoy seeing these and telling you about them. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so there we go. So uh, we want to talk about that. We have one more topic before we get to the Disney stories of the week. By the way, if you hear some noise in the background, Scott is really enjoying what he's watching yeah. right now. So please, please so bear ignorant. with us on the noise in the background right now. He's having getting the kick out of what he's watching. So uh, anyways, uh, one more thing we wanted to get to because this week, Star Wars Kids Galaxy of Adventures came out on YouTube And uh, we got to see all the shorts, and it was really a kick. Yeah, I I love that
1: they're trying, or I shouldn't say trying, that they're utilizing different types of animation styles, you know, because they really hit on different levels, the different ways that they are uh, animating this. So this was really a different, unique look to it than some of the other things, and and I can really appreciate that.
0: Yeah, um, it's really, I mean, they're, there are five very short episodes. And when I say very short, I mean, they were very short. They were like about a minute apiece. Right. Um, and they break down, uh, they, of course, they, they, they do different parts that you know from Star Wars using the sound effects, some of the uh, voice cuts, and the music from the original films. Um they also have a couple other shorts that break down Starships, Star Wars Starships. Uh Darth Vader, gonna go into more detail about Darth Vader and more detail about Luke Skywalker. Um it's really a great way, I think, about just watching it to kind of get younger kids involved in kind of knowing the Star Wars universe. It kind of it's exploring it in a very short, just really brief way.
1: Right, and some of the things that they're pointing out, like the one you're talking about with the starships. I mean, if you're a kid and you're just watching the movie, it it might not be so easy to extrapolate a lot of that. And so I thought that was a great educational and yet entertaining way that they showed things like that. Same thing about the characters, how they describe. Darth Vader, mm-hmm. and like you said, when they're bringing the in starships,
0: when they were t- breaking down the different types of starships, for right. your kids that maybe don't know them, right, really right.
1: So you know, it it was it's great that they're doing that, like you said, for the kids, you know, and it just you know can help really fill in some gaps that they might not get from the watching the movies. And when you say from the originals, we're talking like Episode Four, yeah, that they're really New Hope,
0: right? Empire Strikes Back, you I mean, know,
1: so bringing out some of them, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, for adults, uh, what I really appreciated is the artwork. I think the artwork, and actually I think that right. that's more the vessel of this thing. Any is that the animation and artwork that are in these are, are spectacular. Right. It looks beautiful. It's kind of an anime feel to it, but it looks fantastic. Uh, my only wish is that they were a little longer. I mean, right. you know, they like said they're only about a minute. Um, I could have gone with you know three four minutes of these things, but uh, they really are great.
1: Sure. And when you say anime, it, it is a little different than the anime style that we. See and Resistance. Right. So it's, it's you know... Again, this is
0: more this, this one looks a little more classic anime, whereas Resistance kind of is a softened anime. I just, I'm, I'm sure there's an actual term for it, but that's kind of the way I look at it.
1: Sure, sure. Well, and, you know, it, it also kind of... Um, I don't know how to put it in words. Like when it's showing Luke, he has a younger look to him mm-hmm. and stuff, so it, it's a little fresher, I mm-hmm. think, too.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Um, anyway, we think they're great... Um, J- James Waugh, Lucasfilm's vice president for the franchise content and strategy, told StarWars.com this, quote, with Galaxy of Adventures, we wanted to craft something that allowed parents to help their kids take their first step into a much larger world, whether they were ready to show their kids the films or wanted to find new ways to explore the content, and quote. And I think that's exactly what they're doing with
1: Right, us. yeah, very successful way to do that.
0: And yes. by the way, you just mentioned Star Wars Resistance. Uh, if you haven't watched it yet, or if you watched it a little bit and weren't really taken to it to begin with, it's really getting much better as it goes along. I thought it was great to begin with, right. but as you're getting the character development, as you're getting better in the storyline, as you're learning about, if you're getting new characters, uh, it really is getting great. I'm really enjoying uh, Star Wars Resistance.
1: Definitely, most definitely. And and that's kind of what we've seen with some of the other things. Yeah, when we, we were went to the same thing Clone with Rebels. World, and, yeah. Right, Rebels. So, so, yeah, it is it is a great, great show. And I'm still mesmerized by the use of shadowing in that. It's mm-hmm. really yeah, it's really good. It is really good, and it really enhances that that experience in watching it.
0: Yeah, no question about that. Absolutely for sure. So those are our main topics. We're long, so we're going to get to our Disney Stories of the Week really quickly, just a couple of them. First one I want to get to is that there may be a new way coming for guests to get to, to the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, This from our colleagues at WDW News Today. Despite all the transportation options these days, visitors to Walt Disney World might have an easier way of getting to Orlando International Airport and Tampa if a proposed Bright Line stop comes to fruition. Brightline had previously announced plans for a high-speed passenger rail system to run up through Florida from Miami to Orlando. The end goal was to allow easier travel between those two major metropolitan cities, not only for locals, but for tourists as well. Now, they're hearing reports that Walt Disney World might get an actual stop. Wow. This from ABC's uh, WFTV on Channel 9. In its public state quote in its public statement to investors at the bottom of a long list of documents, a map shows Brightline's current stations in red. That includes, of course, Orlando, as we just discussed, and its future stations in pink. It includes a route to Tampa with a stop in Disney in between.
1: That's so exciting. Having lived in Florida, that is really exciting news. Um, as we've mentioned in the past, I lived in Miami, and that's just kind of like just on the border of. Is it easier to drive versus fly? You know, considering when you fly, you have to get to the airport early and things like that, um, it would always be like, oh, it's just, you know, enough inconvenience to fly to just drive, not not to mention expense. So having something that could get you there faster is great. I know they've had uh, tried things with trains in the past mm-hmm. that really didn't, um, you know, move Stick around long, um, but this is great news for Floridians and and travelers to Florida. It really expands their ability to to explore different parts of the state in an easier fashion. So that's exciting.
0: The story also says that you know don't get too excited because uh, <laughs> Disney has uh, hasn't been interested in other train service projects in the past. But you know this may be something different. I mean, before it was kind of something that was going to get people from the airport to the Walt Disney World Resort, but they already have the Magical Express, right? So um, Maybe since this is carrying from other cities, especially major metropolitan cities like Miami, uh, to there, maybe it might be something that they might have a little more interest in. I know we would have interest in sure. it because, well, I mean, just this coming January, we're going to be flying into Orlando, heading to Miami. Later on, we're coming from Miami back to Orlando. I'd be love. It'd be wonderful to be on a high speed train right. to be able to do that. So, um, just kind of cool and very interesting. And we'll see where it goes. My next story of the week. Disney Vacation Club announced their 2019 Moonlight Madness schedule uh, this week. So this straight from the Disney Vacation Club website. Uh, of course, if you don't know what Moonlight Magic is, here's what you can expect. During a Moonlight Magic event, members can visit a select theme park for an after-hour celebration. While attendees may get a jump start on the fun by mixing in with regular crowds earlier in the evening, the real magic happens after the park has closed to the public. Uh, then you can get shorter wait lines, of course, the popular attractions, right. meet some Disney characters, savor complimentary refreshments, uh, high-energy dance parties. And this is free for Disney Vacation Club members, but you have to RSVP in advance. It does sell out. Sell out. It's not, it doesn't cost a cent, but right. it will go. So here are the dates that are coming up for the different parks. Yes, Disneyland Park is the first one to come up, and that is going to be on January 31st, 2019, Booking available for that is December 18th, 2018 at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. We are going to be on the computer booking that one. For Magic Kingdom Park, there's two dates, February 5th and February 12th of 2019. Um, That booking is available for the fifth, um, excuse me, if you have a resort reservation made before Monday, January 7th, you can make your reservation on January 9th. Um, And the booking opens up for all members on January 16th. Uh, I'm not going to give all these booking dates because it's just going to take too long. You can look it up on the Disney Vacation Club website. It's all there for you. But I will give you the dates of when these are happening just in case they come to coincide with one of your possible planned vacations. So uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios dates are going to be March 20th and 27th, 2019. Epcot is going to be May 13th and 20th, 2019. Disney's Animal Kingdom are July 18th, August 8th, and the 22nd. 2019, and Disney's Typhoon Lagoon Water Park will be September 18th and October 16th. So if you are a Disney Vacation Club member and you have some interest in it, go to the website, check it out, find out when you can book them, and uh, we've done one of them before at Epcot, and it's a lot of fun.
1: It is a lot of fun, and it's kind of like some of the other um, After Dark things that they have at Disney. Throughout the year, that people are you know have to pay a special price for that. So this is great that it is free. Like you said, we've done one. We did the Epcot one. So in addition to the rides and you know we the, when you're talking about refreshments, we had free Mickey bars. Mickey bars. <laughs> All the Mickey bars you can eat. Yes. Mickey bar, Mickey bar, Mickey bar. It was amazing. But they also brought in like uh, music, a DJ, and mm-hmm. you know so they had a lot of other festivities around it as well. So it really made it for a, a very special occasion. And it's nice that they're doing it. Some of the water parks, because if you tend to buy, um, even if you have an annual pass, that doesn't include all the, you know, the water parks as well. It's a nice way to, to get a free yeah, try at it and say, hey, is this something that yeah, I want to We might
0: do be that. out there in the fall. We're still trying to figure out that trip, and it may fall during that time, right. fall, during that time <laughs> when we're going to be out there for us. So we may look into uh, going to Typhoon Lagoon. Kind of interesting, but uh, again, complimentary if you're a Disney Vacation Club member. So uh, take advantage of that. On to another story here where there's another new hotel coming to the Disney World Resort. This again from our friends and colleagues at WDW News Today. An official announcement was made by Marriott International, which owns and operates the Swan and Dolphin Hotels. And according to the plans revealed Tuesday, the new project will be called The Cove. The Cove will be an additional tower at the Swan and Dolphin and will include 349 rooms. When it's complete, Marriott will have 2,600 rooms between the Swan, Dolphin, and Cove hotels.
1: Sounds exciting. Yeah. So it's great having other options available and, you know, um, it's It's also great if you're ever staying at these hotels to know that Disney does do a lot of quality checks. They do secret shoppers, et cetera, to make sure that the standards meet the same level of experience for the guests that are at the Disney resorts. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, It's going to be located uh, across the street from the Swan and Dolphin, where the tower will be on uh, Epcot Resorts Boulevard near the Fantasia Gardens Miniature Golf Course, if you know where that is. Uh, They say that this is going to be something that's going to help them focus on more conventions, groups, uh, stuff like that. There's a place that they're going to have on a rooftop where they can have weddings or uh, VIP groups they can rent out. And of course, uh, just like the Swan and Dolphin, this will have easy access to uh, Boardwalk, to Epcot, to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Right, nice. And they expect this to be uh, finished somewhere within the next two years is what they're saying. Wow. So we are going to get pretty, moving on. it. Yeah, anyway. pretty fast. So that's cool. One more story. We're way long, but I want to get to one more quick note. It looks like this is going to be a big week. For Marvel fans. Um, Of course, they teased them maybe last week was going to be a big week, but now it's looking really like this is going to be a huge week. Saw on Twitter uh, over the week, they said this is going to be a week that's going to blow Marvel fans' minds. Well, now this came from ScreenGeek.net. They say this is from a reliable source that we are going to be getting both an Avengers Infinity, or excuse me, Avengers 4 trailer. And a new Captain Marvel trailer this week. They think it's going to be Avengers Four. We may actually get the, finally get the title, official title of it. Uh, that's going to be Monday Night Football, and Captain Marvel is going to be on um, Good Morning America on Wednesday morning. Now they did say this might be they may switch these. It may be Captain Marvel first, uh, Avengers Four second. But those are what they're saying right now are going to be the dates. For them, so get excited, Marvel fans! We're going to have some new possible. Looks like we're going to have some new possible stuff coming out this week, and I can't wait to see those trailers. So
1: sweet, yeah. yeah.
0: So we'll see if that really. Again, it's just a rumor, but it's it's about time they're going to be breaking them out. And both of those makes sense. Yeah, it makes so,
1: sense. Yeah, sure. So
0: uh, looking forward to seeing what comes of that. So those are our Disney stories of the week. Quickly, let's get to our tips of the week. Every week we try and give you a tip to wrap up the show that might help you on your next vacation, whether it be Run Disney, Disneyland Resort, the Walt Disney World Resort, Disney Cruise Line, whatever. And of course, Michelle always has the best (laughs) tips, just like she has the best top five Holiday Disney oh, specials, no. whatever. Uh, she always has the best tips, so we always send it to her. First, Busties. Beautiful and wonderful. <laughs> oh. and everything is good about her. Really. Oh, so, yeah. You're amazing. We, we always let her go first. So without further ado, Michelle, please give us your tip of the week.
1: Well, thank you. And in recognition of our, um, you know, we're doing the Christmas holiday movies top five list. This is my, I, I, I'll call it my tiny tip. Tiny tip. Instead of tiny Tim. It's my tiny tip. God bless us. Every, <laughs> every tip. <laughs> that's good. No, it's not. I'm glad to see that that Benadryl is kicking in.
0: <laughs> Anyways. Among uh, the five other things I'm
1: right, taking right now, Right, uh, So my tip today is, is a pretty small, simple one, but hopefully can prevent some frustration. And um, that's knowing how to get, or excuse me, knowing how to avoid getting trapped in certain areas when the parades come on. Ah. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're a parade watcher, then it, do- it doesn't matter because then, you know, you're you're plotting your location and you're waiting for the parade. But if you're not planning to watch a particular parade, um, you can actually experience some big disappointment when you find out you can't really get to your favorite ride re- very easily. Um, and that could be a problem if you're, you know, running a- up against a fast pass Time frame being um, cut off. So, uh, the recommendation here is whether you're using the app, the daily guidebook, or just asking a cast member um, how to help make sure you plot it all out. So, if again, if you're not planning to watch the parade, it's good to know which direction the parade is running and where, which areas of the park that it's going. and And I bring this up because I actually had this experience be a frustration personally. Um, when Scott was quite young, he was very fearful of the parades. I think they are just too large for him. And so uh, at our first visit to Disneyland, I didn't even think about that. I was so used to where the parade route was at Walt Disney World Resort that I hadn't really thought through that. And we got trapped, and it was not a great experience. And again, that was before Fast Pass and things like that. So it, these things could cause you some... Some challenges, and and you're at a very happy place. We don't want to see that happen (laughs) to you. So if you're not planning to watch the Daily Parade, then um, it's best to know where it's going to be.
0: Absolutely. And you can. uh, there's a lot of ways to get through them. Uh, One thing, walking through the shops is a great way to kind of cut through and not have to go through quite as much of the crowd. And especially at the Walt Disney World Resort, they do. They made it so you can walk from one end of the shops, at least on the... One side of Main right. Street, USA, all the way through. You, you don't need to kind of go out the street at all. So right. Very convenient. It,
1: the, the challenge gets if you want to be on the other side yeah. of the street. Um, that, that becomes a challenge. So just have that. Plan it out. Plan it out.
0: Yep. As always, as we, we suggest many times, uh, make sure and do a little bit of planning, a little bit of thinking on your day when you're at the park. Exactly. That's great. Another great tip and a very like important tip because we're always trying to, we love parades, but at the same time, we're trying to dodge them many times <laughs> at the right. same time. So, um, so that's a great tip. My tip of the week, I'm going to talk a little bit about Max Pass at the Disneyland Resort and how mm. to get the most. Out of it, It's a great tool and can be very helpful when you're visiting. If you don't know what it is, uh, it's come along in the last about year and a half or so and really is beneficial if you're going attraction heavy when you're at the Disneyland Resort. Um, But you need to think about it when you go in, just like we talked about with Michelle, planning things out. You need to plan out what your stay is going to be like. Uh, Are you going for one day and going attraction heavy? Are you going for multiple days and maybe one day you're attraction heavy? Maybe other days you're not so much. It's something you kind of got to look to. Uh, when you're going into it uh, and uh, so if you're doing a multiple stay day at Disneyland Resort, um, you, you probably are going to buy your tickets in advance. But even if you're doing a single day, we always recommend buying your tickets in advance. You don't need to wait at the ticket windows, whatever, right. kind of saving your time there. Uh, when you buy your tickets, it will give you the option of if you want to add Max Pass to it. My suggestion would be don't do it at that time. You can always add it to your ticket later when you're at the parks. So you can get there and kind of get a feel for how things are. Is it going to be an attraction heavy day? We're going to hit a lot of attractions today. Or are we going to do a little bit slower thing today, you know? Um, or is it a slow day at the parks? Maybe the lines aren't as big on this day. It's not a busy day. It's a midweek, whatever it may right. be.
1: Or maybe raining and not yes, many guests. something
0: like that. In, in those cases, it may be worth not purchasing, saving your $10 uh, per guest per day on those days. Uh, again, you can always add it right on your phone when you get there. It's really easy to do. Um, you know, if you're staying a couple days also, you know, yes, you may be attraction heavy most days, but maybe there's that one day where you're like, you know, we've done many of the attractions, many of the rides. Uh, you know, today, maybe we're going to do something a little different. We're going to, you know, hit check out the resorts, do the sports. Uh, spa, do the pool or whatever, right. and then if you'd already paid for it in advance, then you've you're out. Kind of the use of that right. ten dollars per day per guest. So kind of kind of get a feel of it. And again, you don't you can just add it each day as you decide if it's worth it for you or not. Um, the other thing I want to tell you about is take advantage of this part of Max Pass that it kind of gets only a little notation on it. You know, they mostly talk about fast passes or whatever. But the other thing that's good about Max Pass is you get free unlimited. Photo Pass Downloads. Wow. So if you have it, those are the days when, if you have Max Pass going, those are the days you're going to want to take pictures. If it's a day when maybe you're not all doing it because maybe you're not doing as many attractions or whatever, the lines are short or whatever, it may still be worth one member of your group having it that day because you can still get those downloads from that one person rather than paying a family of four for that day. You're paying... 40 bucks you pay 10 bucks and you still get those downloads on that one person right. so you take advantage of that the other thing i want to tell you about this is if you're using max pass that you're going to be doing it on your phone when you're in line whatever make sure you have your battery fully charged and yes. i would bring a extra an extra battery charger with you of some sort an sure. auxiliary battery charger with you of some sort one it will help you for many reasons photos whatever else you know also uh um, you want if you want to use the Play Disney app while you're there and take advantage of some of the fun stuff they have to do there when you're walking through the parks or when you're in the right. queues or whatever. They've even um, updated it recently where they've added special holiday things in there. So there's uh, special holiday achievements when you go on some of the attractions nice. and uh, there's some holiday music playlists. So you want to take advantage. Of it. Anyway, um, you know, just like everything else, just like Michelle explained. Um, do some planning. Think about Max Pass, and if you have any questions for us about MaxPass, we'd be happy to help you. So please contact us, and we'll, we'll we'll give you our two cents on it.
1: Sure. No, that's a great tip, and and you know we've seen the benefits of Max Pass, but we've also had times that, like you said, it's not going to be um, attraction heavy, or you do some of the other things like um, rider, you know, switch rider, or going to the single um rider lane things like that so that's a great tip to say you know maybe not jump into Buying it initially and making a determination if it's something that you want to do or not. So. Yeah,
0: it's a really easy, p- easy purchase right on your phone when you get there. If you decide, okay, this is I, we should do Max Pass right, today. Right. So it's really easy to take care of, and you can just knock it right out. And so just, just plan ahead. That's the main thing I have to say. As, as everything with the go to Disney, plan ahead and right. make you for a better trip for you. Exactly. So that's it for this week. It's a really long episode. I know I've been, you know, complaining about long episodes in the past. I don't know about complaining, but mentioning how we've been going long in the past. This one's really long. Uh, <laughs> Um, So, But we appreciate that you've stuck around to this point. You're listening to this now. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, We really appreciate it and all the input you gave us and everything. Next week, uh, we're going to continue our building up to Mary Poppins Returns. And next week, we're going to go in-depth with the original classic, Mary Poppins.
1: Looking forward to that because it's one that's near and dear to my heart, our hearts, you know, but yeah, that's exciting. Can't wait.
0: So we're going to be screening that at least once or twice this week and then we're going to go in depth about it and discuss it. And if you have any input you want to give us on the original classic Mary Poppins, we'd love to hear that from you. And the ways you can contact us are on social media, on Twitter, at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook and Instagram, at Hyperion Adventures Podcasts. You can email us as well on, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at Gmail. Dot com. And you found us today. you find us in the future on 1057max.com under the Max Plus tab, also on the Max FM app. And you can always subscribe to us. You can find us, of course. But you can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher.
1: Yeah. So please reach
0: out to us. And if, if you get a little time, please just give us a little rating. If you have a little more time, give us a review. We'd really, really appreciate that. We really, really appreciate any of you who have already done that. So That's it. We've gone long. We're going to wrap up this show. Thank you for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. But until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.